The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. One of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me if I betray him to you? They paid him thirty pieces of silver, and from that moment he began to look for an opportunity to betray him. On the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Where do you want us to make the preparations for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is near. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus directed them, and they prepared the Passover meal. When it was evening, Jesus took his place with the twelve, and while they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. And they became greatly distressed and began to say to him, one after another, Surely not I, Lord. He answered, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes, as it is written of him. But woe to that one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that one not to have been born. Judas, who betrayed him, said, Surely not I, Rabbi. Jesus replied, You have said so. The Gospel of the Lord. In today's first reading from Isaiah chapter 50, we read from the third suffering servant song. And in fact, the first two were heard yesterday and the day before from Isaiah chapter 42 and 49. In these four suffering servant psalms, we learn some of the characteristics of this servant, such as gentleness, perseverance, encouragement, justice, truth, and a great intimacy with God. In today's first reading, we learn how this intimacy is acquired The servant of the Lord said, The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Morning by morning he awakens, awakens my ear to listen. As those who are taught, the Lord has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, I did not turn backward. There's the openness that the servant has to listen to God. And we can do that as well, since we're called to be servants. Suffering, yes, but listening to God morning by morning. Now we can do that through meditation, pondering of the Word of God, which is sacred scripture and sacred tradition, and pray over that and ask, how does that apply to me? And ask God for the same characteristics that we learn here from this suffering servant. Because of this great intimacy, because this servant listened so well and obeyed, he's able to say, again, in today's reading from Isaiah chapter 50, The Lord God helps me, therefore I have not been disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. 
He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Who are my adversaries? Let them confront me. There's the confidence that we learn from this suffering servant. Now, one of the ways that we can really grow in intimacy is to listen to the most suffering portions of the gospel that Jesus himself endured, which is what we're about to enter, the sacred tritium, the passion of the Christ, to meditate on those aspects of his ministry, the suffering. This is what many of the saints did and why they grew in such heroic love for God, because they meditated on the very sufferings of Christ. For example, St. Paul of the Cross, from a very young age as a boy, would read the Passion narrative day after day and meditate on this, and he grew to be a young man who had no fear. He would go to the most despised, despicable places in the town where there were the sick, the poor, those who were rejected by others, and he would minister to them. And he would take all the insults that were given to him. He grew in this ability to simply be Christ to the poorest of the poor. He had no fear. Another example is St. Thomas More, who had a great privileged life as being Lord Chancellor of England and an intimate close friend with the King. And yet, he also got up early in the morning. He says this in his works, morning after morning, he got up very early and he read and studied, especially the Passion of the Christ. And he grew to be a man who had no fear of secular powers. When he was arrested because he would not cave in to the king's desires that were contrary to the church and to marriage, he had no fear. He went to the Tower of London where he suffered. He also wrote probably his greatest works about the Passion of Christ, such as The Sadness of Christ, one of his real intimate works, and Treatise Upon the Passion. On the other hand, we have in today's Gospels Judas Iscariot. He also had the opportunity to listen because he was one of the intimate twelve who heard Jesus day after day, saw the miracles, and yet he did not allowed those words to change him, and he grew in the opposite direction. And in fact, today we hear that Judas Iscariot went to the chief priests and said, what will you give me to betray him to you? How did he get there? In the reading from this past Monday, John's Gospel, chapter 12, we hear at least a clue. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with fragrance. And Judas Iscariot said, why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? And he said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. That's how he progressed to a place where he was able to sell Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And we hear the malice of this betrayer, again in today's Gospel, where Jesus is telling about the Son of Man who will go 
and be betrayed, woe to the one who betrays that son of man. It would be better for him not to have been born. And Judas, who already has betrayed Jesus, has the audacity to say to Jesus, to his face, surely not I, Rabbi. Now there's real malice. Well, for us today, as we enter into the Tritium, tomorrow, Holy Thursday, and then through the Passion on Friday and the Glorious Resurrection on Easter Vigil and Sunday, let us make a resolve in our own heart to be open every morning to the Word of God, meditating upon His Word, allowing it to shape us so that we have no fear, so we can go out to our neighbors and to our enemies and proclaim the good news and invite them into this intimacy that we enjoy. And the Holy Spirit will be with us. So let us rejoice and be glad. God is with us in the Eucharist, certainly in our prayers, and in our resolve to have an open ear and to be shaped by his truth.